Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. I'm here with Senior Executive Leader for Wealth Management Enforcement, Marita Hogan. Today we're discussing the recent trial verdict in ASIC's case against Ben Jayawira. Marita, tell me a little bit about the case. ASIC ran a criminal investigation into Mr Jayawira um, misappropriating monies. So what Mr Jayawira did was, um, in his capacity as Director and Financial Advisor at a company called Growth Plus Financial Group, he recommended to his clients that they invest in a diversified fund. Those clients, in fact, were not invested into a diversified fund. They were invested into a single abalone farm investment. This meant that in many cases, the clients suffered high levels of loss, ranging between um, around $200,000 to almost $2 million per investor. For the most part, these were investors' superannuation monies, and this has had um, a significant impact on the retirement of those clients. And we have now seen a guilty verdict against Mr Jayawira. Tell us what this means to ASIC and the team that have worked on this matter for some time to finally see this verdict. This is an important criminal outcome. So the jury here have found Mr Jayawira guilty, um, and I want to explain a little bit about the work that goes into a finding of guilt um, of the type of, that, w- that was found in this case. So firstly, ASIC needs to build a case um, and that case needs to produce evidence to the criminal standard. So that's beyond reasonable doubt. And then ASIC refers um, the case to the CDPP. In this case, Mr Jayawera decided to take the matter to trial And although this is run by the CDPP, as I've said, it was an ASIC investigation, so we play a huge part in that too. Obviously, ASIC takes on cases where we want um, a guilty um, verdict outcome, and this isn't just on behalf of the direct victims um, who have lost their money, but it's also to act as a deterrent as well. And Marita, why did ASIC take on this case? Was it because of this huge $5.9 million that was misappropriated? $5.9 million is a lot of money, and that was one factor at play. But when ASIC looks at whether it ought to take on a criminal matter, it considers a number of different factors. So in this case, many of Mr Jayawera's former clients were at or near retirement age, um, and they had invested their superannuation monies um, into a scheme, which was the abalone farm, without their knowledge. So these are vulnerable consumers who trusted their advisor. What Mr Jayawera did was move their superannuation monies, sometimes into self-managed superannuation funds, um, and then invested those superannuation monies into accounts that he controlled. And all the while, the investors didn't know about this. So... This put their savings at risk and in the end the abalone farm investment was wound up by receivers and liquidators and there were no available returns for the investors. You mentioned that level of trust that exists between a financial advisor and their clients and in this case that level of trust has been breached in the worst possible way. That's right. So clients need to be able to trust their financial advisors. They're very vulnerable to their financial advisors, particularly where they have given authority to that financial advisor to operate um, their 
monies on their behalf. Clients need to be able to trust that their superannuation is being well managed um, and they also need to be across the types of investments that they've made. Now, finally, ASIC did commence civil action in this matter in 2016, but that's been on hold while the criminal charges are being pursued. So will we now see civil action in this matter? So I'll just provide some context. Mr Jayawera was a director of a company called Growth Plus, and Growth Plus was the trustee for the Abalone Farm Investment. Um, and what ASIC did was commence civil action to get declarations from the court that Growth Plus was the trustee of the Abalone Farm Investment, and ASIC successfully obtained those declarations. So the purpose of getting those declarations was to get injunctions to make sure that further investments weren't made into the abalone scheme and make sure that further money wasn't lost. So this helped protect the public from losing any further funds. On 17th of October 2019, Mr Jay was sentenced to 12 years imprisonment with a minimum period of six years to serve. Marita, thank you for taking me through ASIC's case against Mr Jayawira and the verdict announced today. You can keep up to date with our enforcement work by subscribing to our media releases on the ASIC website. If you have any feedback for us on this podcast, send us a tweet to ASIC Media. We'd love to hear from you.